This episode is sponsored by the IoT Job Site, the world's only dedicated space for applying for and advertising IoT vacancies across the world. Register now for job alerts or get in touch via Let's Talk at the IoTJobSite.com. Welcome back to the IoT Podcast. I'm your host, Tom White. This is part two of the Telia Special. Today, we are joined by Rashik Saxena. Rashik is a true innovator and strategist at Telia Division X. With more than a decade of experience in both horizontal and vertical IoT solutions, his expertise ranges from applications, data delivery to SIMs and connectivity, and across challenging payment and billing models. Rashi is currently heading up IoT portfolio management at Telia, and he has a strong belief that scalability needs simplicity. And I think that's a great phrase that we can all remember. Guys, quick favor, as ever, please like, comment, and subscribe. You'll get notified when there's a new episode. I don't care how you're connected, just as long as you're connected. Rashi, welcome to the IoT podcast show. Thank you, Tom. Well, it's great to have you here. Obviously, this is part two of our Telia um, special, or Telelia. I can never pronounce it just right because I'm not from a, a Nordic region, but I'm trying so hard. Um, very interested to uh, hear your thoughts today. Obviously, Rashid, you're head of IoT portfolio management. Um, can you explain a little bit more about what you do within the business, please? Right. So, um, Telia company. Um... We serve millions of customers. Uh, we connect them every day, uh, entertain them, and help businesses uh, get successful in their, uh, you know, um, in their adventures. So it's uh, it's quite fun to be in the most connected region uh, in in Nordics and Baltics uh, across the world. So um, very exciting place to be in, and um, you know, we are within Telia. We are on a mission to explore, build, scale, and, and, and commercialize, uh, you know, the digital transformation and industry of things, which is a very focused unit uh, within the uh, Telia group. So that's where we, are, we work. And uh, uh, one of the key things that, uh, you know, me and my team does is basically understanding what challenges that does the enterprises have in terms of connecting their assets and transforming their business models from product to services uh, when the technology is, is so available today all around us. Yeah, fantastic. And yeah, uh, of course, for our listeners um, who heard Bjorn, you know, uh, Telia is focused predominantly in the Nordic regions as a business. Right. So Nordic and Baltic regions um, and, and one of the largest operators in the space. Um, fantastic track record. Um, getting straight into it then, Rashid. So to talk about global connectivity, so obviously a key enabler of IoT, uh, allowing devices to exchange information with various centralized IoT applications. Uh, massively important that we have connectivity around this. And lots of people are talking about the advent of eSIMs moving on from, you know, the traditional, um, you know, physical SIM that people used to have and lots of um, progression in that field. When it comes to global connectivity, customers are obviously faced with a multitude of challenges from scalability to control. In your view, 
what are the prominent challenges you see customers facing when it comes to connecting their products and solutions on a global scale? Right. I think one of the key challenges that has come up in the uh, last five years is around compliance and regulations. Right. And um, more and more what we see happening in the, uh, in the world is uh, that the countries are regulating how the data is processed, how the data flows, you know, uh, from a security perspective. But also, we see a, a huge commercial trend from the um, uh, operators to protect their sort of boundaries and say, um, you know, uh, in a way, help the um, um, capture the local markets uh, in the best possible way. So uh, the enterprises are forced to uh, source connectivity locally which, you know, wasn't the problems like 10 years ago when roaming did not have any regulation. So permanent roaming is coming up to like one of the key challenges when it comes to uh, sourcing uh, connectivity to connect your products. And, and that also creates additional uh, work for the enterprises because then they need to have the right kind of sourcing team. They need to have a technical um, aggregation team where they can connect uh, different networks coming into uh, their backend. So they very quickly deviate from just trying to buy connectivity for their products into a number of uh, regulatory issues, a number of integration issues, a number of uh, security issues. Um, and, um, and, and that creates a, 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 a massive organization within an enterprise to be able to deal with all these different kind of issues, right? Mm -hmm. um, eSIM, of course, as you mentioned, has, uh, has been one of the uh, thought of as a solution to, um, uh, you know, have at least log from logistics perspective, have like one SIM card that can have multiple operators. But I think it's, it's a part of the puzzle. The, the, the challenge that comes with it, once you have switched from one operator to another operator, how do you maintain the same network performance? How do you maintain the same um, uh, service assurance and revenue assurance and all those different aspects? Yeah, people talk about this a lot um, because you can monitor your own and how that works. But when it goes to another MNO or... Um, another carrier for instance how 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 does that uh, stability work you can't necessarily uh, ensure that it will be of the same standard as to your own and permanent roaming as you say you know is it is, is, is a must-have right because otherwise i think it, is it three months uh rashid currently um before then it kind of reverts there's a time frame isn't there on on roaming at the moment yeah, I mean, there are two types of use cases. One is, yeah. you know, where the devices can go in and go out of a country, right? Yeah. Uh, and that that is not really affected by permanent roaming. But then there are the kind of regulations in, in, in uh, countries like um, uh, some of the East Asian countries, where if you are a enterprise local registered in that country, you actually cannot buy connectivity from a foreign operator. You need to uh, you need to uh, register in the, in, a, in a database where uh, you need to uh, basically broadcast which devices, which phone numbers are actually consuming this. What are the use cases behind you know those connected devices? So it's not only from a roaming perspective, but there are a lot of different kind of regulations coming up 
uh, that enterprises usually are not aware of, uh, you know, when they're uh, starting going from a, a, a pilot phase into a, a global rollout. And, and we still meet customers on a daily basis that are surprised about, you know, how critical these requirements are and how deeply they can be penalized if they're not following the regulations. And, and that is something that Telia has done. What we have done is we have put together a specialized team around research on regulations and compliance, uh, on uh, roaming, on data uh, processing, and also on taxation. So a few countries have uh, taxation requirements that never come up, you know, as, as an enterprise. If you're doing business more than 50,000 euros, for example, in an East Asian country, then you need to register your business as you, you can, you're generating that kind of revenues and you need to then pay taxes on it. So it's a number of different uh, scenarios coming up uh, as we try and tackle this global connectivity challenge. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's interesting you should say that clearly compliance, regulatory, hardware, technical, and these have all been in past blockers really for mass adoption of IoT devices and why we don't have, you know, the half trillion devices that we thought we would have 10 years ago, you know. Right. Um, in, interested to get into it about the solution. So Telia's global IoT connectivity. So how do, how do you look to solve these problems? Then? Well, I think we wouldn't have solved it 10 years ago, but it's much easier now because mm. eSIM is becoming more like a, a basic hygiene requirement. Uh, from the operators, there's a, a, a uh, increased understanding from the operators that they need, if they want to be in the IoT business, they need to have a, a um, uh, subscription management solution that supports eSIM technology. So that's going very well. Also, uh, I initially mentioned that when what happens when you switch the subscription to another operator, you land into a different network, there's a different IP address, there's a different firewall, there's different latency at the end of it. So which is where I think we have done something uh, very different and pioneering. We deployed a, a programmable network in, in one of the public clouds, and we have uh, you know locations in almost every continent. So all the underlying operators that you know, are part of our uh, connectivity framework are pushing their the data to the closest cloud location. And we make sure that the firewalls and the policies are administered once for the entire stack of the SIM cards. And, and as and when we add more and more operators, the enterprise don't really need to worry about, you know, the, the security and the latency, data processing also, because all of that we have already taken care of just because now the technology from the hyperscalers are so easily available to be able mm -hmm. to deploy, you know, this, this programmable network, mm -hmm. right? So it's, you can think of it as a triangle between, you know, supporting eSIM ecosystem with integrations with operators, then bringing a, a aggregation layer on the top where the, all the data and SMS comes into a, a, a single managed network. And then thirdly, it's the, the research around uh, regulations and compliance and taxation that actually makes it possible and gives the confidence to the enterprise to buy one SIM from Telia, to have one commercial agreement with Telia and, and rest assured that they can go on with their business. Yeah, yeah. Rashid, what are the trends and new technologies in, in your view shaping the future of IoT global connectivity? I think we, we need to make sure that both the service providers like us, 
um, and the enterprises understands the, the the trends and the risks around regulations. Um, there is a lot of different movements. Europe is having a, a different uh, flavor of requirements than North America, which is different than Australia, which is different than um, um, you know Asia. Um, so there needs to be a, a, a dedicated and a conscious effort to understand the complexity on regulations. And I think that's one of the biggest trends that we'll see in the future, because, you know, as, as now we go from, you know, 2G, 3G into 4G, where some of the networks are still deploying 4G uh, networks, and then uh, uh, more advanced countries are deploying 5G. I think that gives an opportunity for the local regulators to come up with new policies because we are transforming the whole network. We're changing the infrastructure and, and we have put in, uh, in the specification and the standards to be able to do a multiple of different kind of configurations uh, that, that can uh, create different kind of technical, technically enabled policies and regulations. So, so that's one of the biggest trends. I, um, also, uh, roaming is a, is a key. I think 2G, 3G is being shut down across the world. We still have customers that are sunsetting from old technology to the new technologies. Uh, so the, the, the enterprises needs to really collaborate in order to, uh, you know, make sure that their use cases are not uh, jeopardized in this migration uh, that, that's happening across the world. Um, and at the same time, it will take time and enterprises needs to understand very clearly all our customers that it will take time before the operators are talking again on the new technology in terms of roaming partnerships and and you know uh, doing 5G roaming agreements LTE narrowband LTM you know these all require different kind of configurations and testing before they become very much globally industrial uh, industrially consumed services yeah yeah, fantastic insights there. And, and, and often is the case, isn't it, that technology advancements sometimes can be hindered through social economical, um, I don't want to say problems, but uh, regulatory um, uh, advice that needs to be fixed, right? So, you know, in order for countries to cooperate and work together in order to to bring this together can, can sometimes be a limiting factor and and often some are ahead of others aren't they right absolutely i mean there's a there's a very good example in front of us where the adoption of electronic vehicles is consuming so much electric components that's creating a shortage on almost every in supply chain right so you you never know how adoption of one technology can disrupt the existing ecosystem so I think th this is where, you know, enterprises really and, and along with the uh, collaboration with the service providers needs to uh, needs to tackle these challenges together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're right. I mean, EV, you know, fan fantastic technology, but but equally, as you say, if you put too much stress on that, um, it's at the detriment to other things, right. causing shortages in the supply chain. And, you know, I don't want to touch upon the pandemic and I think we've all had enough talking about it, yes. uh, but that but that certainly hasn't helped no. um, with, with anything that we're going through and, and being able to fix some of those issues. So, yeah, com completely understand. And um, I think, but it's exciting, right? And I say this to a lot of people at the moment, we're on, we're on the precipice of, of, of a real revolution. 
because people talk about IoT being the major component of Industry 4.0, but you know, I don't know about you, but this whole metaverse wave that's coming through as well over the last you know six months with recent news of, of Microsoft acquiring Activision and and various things when it comes to haptics, etc. This whole um, technology revolution again of this of this you know fourth wave that you know klaus schwab has talked about in his book and it's 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 really quite engulfing isn't it and uh that leads me really on really nicely to my to my next question when we come back to iot is we talk about trends and technologies but what does the future hold for global iot connectivity and 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 where will we ideally be and what technologies will be used at the forefront i think as the as the network becomes networks become more and more fragmented uh, due to uh, you know uh, introduction of 5G uh, you know introduction of uh, new ways of uh, you know separating micro networks from uh, macro networks uh, collaboration is a very important piece collaboration not between enterprises and the service provider but you know we as a telecom community need to collaborate better uh, with other uh, with other operators, so we make lives or of our enterprises easier uh, instead of ring fencing that you know enterprises cannot buy connectivity in this region. And I think the uh, because you know it it, it creates a la- le- leakage of revenues. I think we need to really understand the the uh, the collaboration uh, benefit that we can bring to enterprises, and that is something what we have done. Uh, quite forward-leaning in, in this uh, global connectivity offering where we have partnered up with the uh, tier one operators across the continents and make sure that, you know, we have back-to-back uh, agreements and contracts so our enterprises can just buy from Telia and we make sure that we have complied to most of the, the, the pain points that the enterprises have. Yeah. Right. So, so partnership is being one. And then I think really using from a telco standpoint, you know, most of the telcos have had on-prem solutions, on-prem technology, their own data centers to manage. And, and I think there is a, there's a huge wave coming in from the hyperscalers, the push. So I think really it's, it's, a, it's a point or a time in the curve where you see how do you build better networks? How do you build better scalability? with you know the upcoming technology so i think that's going to be one of the future trends uh that at least telia uh will be working on quite actively yeah i mean in ter- in terms of telia so uh lots lots of things you're doing at the moment you know well spoken about you know bjorn has spoken about that in part one of this special that we're doing at the moment um what role does Telia play in the future? What other things can we expect to see? Sure, you know, surely you can't tell us all the secret sauce right now. But you know, uh, in terms of things that you can talk about, we'd be really interested to know that, Rashid. Right. So I think we have we have already I think um, said quite many times, and this is why enterprises are coming to us because we take a position of a partner orchestrator. And not just in connectivity solutions, but also in, in different verticals that we grow go into, that we bring in the right partners, the relevant partners that understands the the niche, understands yeah. the regulations, uh, uh, understands the the lingo and the language that you know a, a a business needs. So so Telia being a partner orchestrator, we will bring in source connectivity from all parts of the world, and we focus on Nordics and Baltics markets. So enterprises that are close to our heart can 
go global without having the fear of, uh, you know, uh, disruptions in their business in the future. Right. So, so it's, yeah. it's mainly, you know, partner orchestration is one of the key roles. Then the other area where service providers have a key role to play, like, like Telia is to simplify regulations is to, is to understand, you know, how, how does a, a, a piece of taxation uh, act or a cloud act or a permanent roaming or data processing, how does that impact the business of the enterprise? So there needs to be a conscious effort uh, being put into understanding regulations, simplifying them with the help of technology and giving that as a benefit to the enterprises. Mm-hmm. Right? And, yeah. and this cannot happen without taking a position of, a, of an innovation lead, and, and which is where we are addressed, uh, you know, position today as an innovation leader in Nordics and Baltics with coming up, you know, pioneering technologies and um, ways of work, simplified business models, I think all of that needs to happen uh, uh, that, that uh, we are on the journey on. Mm. Yeah, it's, you know, I guess for me as a, you know, as a techie at heart, having come from an engineering background, you sometimes forget the regulatory taxation compliance piece, which is so, so critical to the interlinking of the technology as we touched upon in the past, right? Um and I think that's one of the key challenges in the industry, right? Uh, the technology has become cheaper and more available. So it's very easy to have successful pilots and, and demonstrate your use cases. Uh, yeah. But when you think about scale, you need a partner that you can trust uh, that takes you places. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. What's the bigger, ch- what's the bigger challenge then, the technology or the regulatory issues? Technology isn't a challenge. Technology always solves itself. Um, I think the main of the challenges is is around understanding regulations and then finding the right pe- people with enough knowledge uh, to actually uh, guide uh, service provider enterprises with 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 the advice. Right? Um, if you if you scan the market today, there are hardly any companies that do a regulatory research from an IoT specific purposes and use cases. You can buy taxation advice. You can buy uh, regulatory advice from a roaming perspective. You can buy data processing and data center regulation advice, but you need a partner who actually connects these and and comes up with, hey, country by country, region by region, this is how we're going to solve this. Yeah. Why, Why do you think that is? Because, you know, IoT you know, it, it, it's, it's, it, you know, it's been around for a while, right? You know, we talk about machine to machine connectivity. People have been talking about this for certainly the last five, six years or so. Why, why can't you still find that today? Again, you know, in your view. I think the information is there. If, um, if you know somebody who can connect these dots, the, the problem comes, you know, we, we, as I said, we are at the edge of, you know, transforming our infrastructure. We are changing. We're going from on-prem to, to virtualize networks, we are, uh, uh, you know, going from a 2G, 3G to, to 4G and 5G devices. So the entire infrastructure in the back end is changing as we speak, right? Yeah. And that that gives the ability for, you know, the standardized standards organization and regulatory bodies to think, okay, how does how does this impact my country? How does this impact security threats? You know, different kind of policies. So. 
as the as the technology around is changing quite rapidly, so as the the thought process on how to safeguard with the more agility that the technology brings. So, so that's one of the um, one of the key areas uh, that uh, I think us in Telia with a specialized group, but also our partners, whether it's uh, uh, you know hyperscalers or other operators, we are collaborating almost on a weekly basis on understanding hey what's happening, how does how does cloud act, or how does uh, you know this taxation law in Thailand or. <laughs> Uh, the uh, you know local buying policy in Singapore. How does how does this impact the overall enterprise when they're sitting in Nordics and thinking about shipping connected assets all over the world? Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the beauty of working collaboratively with the hyperscalers, isn't it? You know, people people talk about you know if you can't beat them, join them or what or what have you. But I think there's an element of you know, they have that presence, they have that information, they have people there, you can work with them to, you know, take take this further. And I think, and again, at its core, what we're trying to do here is connect devices and environments to the internet for the better of the world, for the better of people and for the enrichment. And, you know, that that relationship with the hyperscalers is, is important, right? And it's, imp- and it's important to be able to roll that out. Absolutely, and not just um, hyperscalers. I think it's it's also important to see the, the the ecosystem of hyperscalers because now we have seen such an innovation from you know uh, companies to deploy their applications, uh, virtualize them, and and put them in a in a hyperscale environment that you know can be consumed quite easily by both the service providers and the enterprises. Right? Mm-hmm. If you see one of the biggest challenge, if I if I put it for any of the service provider in this space is that the the technology is so easily available that the enterprises themselves are taking a you know a, a, a leap here by trying and do everything by themselves from from doing pilots to to you know uh, getting devices uh, designing the network designing the backend application and it it works quite well for you know uh, regional use cases but when you start thinking about going global and you don't really know what kind of uh, um, uh, framework uh, awaits for uh, your en- enterprise to to comply to, uh, you know that's that's where we have seen problems. Mm-hmm. And so our our biggest competition is not other service providers or or other technology companies. I think it's it's mainly the enterprises and the 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 uh, the networks and the you know, innovation co- you know. Uh, agendas within them. What I think needs to come out quite clearly is like there needs a need, and uh, from the enterprises to ask for collaboration and ask for yeah, you know the, a a, a uh, partner who has done this before, right? And that's that's the position Telia has taken for almost two years now, where uh, you know we have established ourselves as one of the one of the key players in this uh, in this arena, where enterprises can trust us and. More and more uh, regulations will come. More and more networks will become fragmented because of uh, 5G coming as the uh, infrastructure is being replaced. Uh, here is a, here's a lot of emphasis, um, you know, on the way of work, on understanding and asking the right questions when it comes to a scale out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, as as I started this and. 
episode with yourself today and speaking to Bjorn, you know, you know, Division X, you know, what Tellier has done is, is, is really well regarded. Um, I, I'm keen to understand, and I know our listeners would be crying out for this. I mean, do you, is it possible to put time scales on this to know when these some of these things are likely to happen, like the advent of permanent roaming? You know, is this going to be happening this year? Or are we looking five years away? How, how long do you think it's going to take before these things start to piece together? Uh, this is happening already now. Um, um, and and last two years mainly. And uh, now we have, uh, you know, as, as we go in more and more research into uh, more countries, we understand like at least we have five to eight countries on our list where the government and the regulators haven't decided what policies to come. But what we get from, you know, with these research companies, like, hold on, don't put a, a, a long-term technology solution to solve that country because the regulators are coming up with new regulations. Mm. Right. So, so this has this started all the way, you know, from from Brazil. I think one of the first countries to to ban permanent roaming, and then China followed, and Australia has commercial uh, roaming bans, and you're penalized by the operators if you don't declare. The same goes for uh, U.S. and Canada. Uh, we know India is coming up with regulations around data processing. Russia has already uh, regulations around, uh, uh, you know, uh, data centers. So there's there's a lot of different types of movement. It's not only permanent roaming. You you could be into a scenario where taxation becomes a challenge, where like in a UAE you need a a local entity and you need to buy from local operator mm. uh, and a sponsor, and, don't you? Right? Exactly. You need a sponsor to yeah. Mm. So uh, this this has been happening all the time and it will keep happening. Um, and I think we are in a in a position where we have we have done almost research on fifty ish countries, where you know most of the IoT is happening, and we continue to keep that updated on a on a on a depending on the advice, sometimes quarterly basis, sometimes once a year. Yeah, I, I, and I think that's the theme really here, isn't it? It's you know tech, technology and regulation in a in a kind of two horse race. Exactly. And I'm I'm quite I'm quite grateful to the technology available today because then we can solve these challenges head on. We can use eSIM to switch to another operator because there's a local legislation to have a local subscription or a commercial. Then we can add a a, a local programmable network on the top to route all the data. So we we you know we we align with the data processing and data sovereignty kind of requirements. We can uh, deploy local uh, connectivity platform like the IoT platform on the top that takes care of the GDPR issues and uh, uh, you know uh, the, the the storage of data you know, in, in the local country. So I think the the technology is just there. You need to have the right mindset, understand you know what are the different challenges, and have a modular architecture so you can go from solving permanent regulation to taxation in the same stack. What a fantastic way to end the show. Uh, and what a fantastic line there. I mean, really, really useful, really, really interesting. Rashi, it's been fantastic to, to have your views on this, really complimentary to, to what Bjorn was talking about. You know, fascinating. And some of the work that Telia is doing is great. And I'm glad you've been able to share the story to, to our viewers and listeners. Um, at this part of the show, we always ask our previous guest, uh, to think of a question uh, for our next guest. And our previous guest that we had on uh, was Rob Hollands. Rob is the Managing Director of Sharpens, which is a 
agency of IoT, they're very much involved in their connected packaging space. So working with businesses around QR codes and NFC technology to monitor um, asset tracking effectively, right? Um, Rob asked you the question, he says, in, in your personal view, and you, could, and you can only pick one because I think there's a multiple answers to this. What is the single most biggest challenge for IoT coming specifically this year? The biggest challenge is, as I said, um, is with the enterprises and their innovation leads to understand that, uh, you know, it's easier to do a, a, a technical proof of concepts and pilots in a region. But when you're thinking about a scale out, you you need to reach out to partners that you can trust. So the the the, the need of having a collaborative approach when you're developing new use cases needs to be you know advised to all the enterprises and 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 they need to make sure that uh, they have the right kind of technical stack as well when when they are uh, going from a regional solution to a global solution. Rashid Saxena, Talia, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much. It was a great show. Rashid, thank you so much for joining us today on the IoT podcast. As always, guys, please find us on YouTube, Twitter, and LinkedIn under the IoT podcast. Check out our website, theiotpodcast.com, where you can watch this and all previous episodes. Get involved in the conversation. What are your thoughts on global IoT connectivity, the advent of permanent roaming and eSIMs? We'd like to hear it. Cheers.